Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church. Thanks for tuning in to listen to one of our sermons. We hope that this sermon encourages you, inspires you, and compels you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. If you would like to learn more about Grace Bible Church, contact us or partner with us financially, you can connect with us at www.gbc.life. Welcome to our church family. We hope that you enjoy the message. Grace family, this is Jacob and Jesse Schwartfiger. And <laughs> over there is Kaya and Sunda and Noah. Y'all stand up so they can see you real quick. Wave at them. Noah, you too. <laughs> uh, King of Kings was an incredible experience, but it wasn't meant to just be a lily pad. It was meant to be a launch pad. And God is continuing to do remarkable things all over the world that is, that is born out of this gathering of the nations in, in Zambia, this King of Kings event that Ansley and I got the privilege. Thank you guys for being supportive of us being able to just go over there and serve and just rent a vehicle and just drive and chauffeur uh, the royalty around and serve them and eat with them and just try to remove distractions as much as possible so that they could hear and receive the message of the gospel while they were there. But like, Jesse, what did, what did we just see on this video? I mean, the magnitude of what we just watched in five minutes. It's hard for a Western audience or an American audience to understand what is the significance of a traditional leadership structure. And without giving you any sort of history lesson, the reality is, is that no matter what kind of government structure is in place in some of these rural, traditional, tribal nations, there is a traditional structure running alongside of it, running parallel to the, to the modern government. And these men and women, these kings and queens, represent tribes, kinships, tribal people who look to them and see fathers and mothers. And what fathers and mothers do, their children will follow. This is a communal, traditional structure. And these leaders who have been long seen as the centers of witchcraft and of negative influence, we are seeing that they have actually been an unreached people group in their generation and for generations. And so we have this unexplainable favor from the Holy Spirit and an op and open doors with these people who don't just represent themselves or even represent their office as a king or as a queen, but represent thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and ultimately millions of people. And, and what happened is, is that because we've gained favor with the chiefs of Zambia, we've been working with the traditional leadership of Zambia, 288 chiefs in all of Zambia for the last eight nine, 10 years, um, that gained us favor with truly the kings of the continent with yeah. 55. We had 55 leaders of 35 nations in Africa come together. I mean, these are representing the most powerful traditional people on the continent who came to a gospel-centered event. It's the only time in history that we know of that it has happened. The logistics are impossible to explain, but to have almost 300 traditional leaders in a room together under the banner of Jesus Christ, declaring, not only being declared the word of God to them, but declaring that there is a king and he is above all kings. And that in order to see change in their people group, in their generation, they have to bow their knee to the king of kings and see him change things. It's a miracle. I mean, it's, it's and, and not all of these uh, nations get along. Uh, and it's the miracle that they even can't, and not all of them worship Jesus. 
uh, and there's Islamic nations and witchcraft nations and nations at odds with each other that had gathered together under one roof, having meals around the table together as you and your team were ministering the gospel. It was staggering. And like, I don't want to get too far into it. Like you said, it's impossible to explain, but Jake oftentimes would get a lot of the applause, he and Phil, because they're kind of the faces of a lot of what happens at Overland, but like you behind the scenes and your team of logistical masterminds. I remember stepping into a meeting, by the way, Ansley and I were now a part of the logistics of the event. And my favorite statement of the whole meeting is your assistant lady helper, dangerous woman now. She looks at the group and says, if at any point during this weekend, you feel like you have too much on your plate, go get a bigger plate. It was like, we're going to do whatever it takes. This is an all in, everybody all in kind of event. And like, that's, that's the girl that like works up underneath Jesse. So Jesse, like, what did it take to pull this miracle off? And supernaturally, obviously the spirit had to do it. But First of all, let me say, Destiny Ensley came in and just fit in seamlessly with a not easy thing to fit in seamlessly with. Because through no, I, I mean, listen, Jacob actually has more grace and favor on his life to do it than I even have on mine. I still am so American that a king commands me around to do something. And I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> who do you think that you're speaking to right now? You know? And there just is, has to be this favor on your democratic mindset, right? And Destiny is like, just fit right in with that. Just getting, you know, because it's like herding lions. Really? These men and women who have not been told where to go, where to sit, what to say, you know, And I'm trying to, to tell eat. them, get in the car. We're going to be late. But how do you say that to a king? You know? Exactly. <laughs> so you can just imagine the logistics behind the event. There was a gentleman that came up to us after the first service, and he had some really intelligent questions. He wanted to know things like, how did you even get them all to say that they would come? You know, when you start thinking through some of that stuff, you realize, speaking of supernatural I miracles, miracle, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's impossible <laughs> to express in a few minutes from the stage, right? But what we do know is that we, even though we've been on the mission field for 17 years and, and our team, um, who we obviously did none of this even close to remotely by ourselves, um, we put our lives in the offering basket in a new way this year than we yeah. ever have. Put your lives right in the joy box. And, <laughs> and, the, and the reality is, and not just your lives, because our lives were already there, we've already been living it, but our preferences mm -hmm. and, our, and our personalities and our belief systems. And, you know, you don't, you don't, obey the commands of a king and keep your own belief systems, mm -hmm. right? You, you, you obey the commands of a king for the sake of the king of kings and you find yourself, you are without opinion anymore. And that's appropriate because dead men don't get opinions. Let's and go. I'm dead yep. <laughs> to the world and alive in Christ. For you have Christ, died right? and your life is now hidden exactly. with Christ and God, Colossians. So <laughs> dead people don't get rights or opinions and we're thankful that, that we know that in Jesus. And so the, the logistics of pulling off the event and seeing it actually happen and the logistics of going forward with with what Jacob's going to mention, with the nations that are now open to us. It's not like we sat in that event thinking, wow, when this is over, we can go back to watching Netflix in the evening. Yeah, like, whoo, it's over you know? now. Whew, now the problem just now got bigger. Now the big thing. Now the, the task and the job and the mountains that are before us are just bigger than they were What's before. That? Growth, growth is painful. Yes. You know, but it's, 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 holy, it's holy suffering. It's good for the kingdom to grow. And, but it is hard. I mean, I just mentioned that this morning with us. But I mean, with you guys, like what, 
King of Kings was not a lily pad. It wasn't a one and done kind of event that are like, oh man, we just made history. Look at what God has done. But it's like, make history. This, this was meant to be a launch pad into what God has really called Overland to do. So what has spiraled on as a result of the King of Kings gathering? We, we always thought, we always knew we could attempt an event like this for a number of years now. And we just felt like the pressing of the Holy Spirit was on us January last year in 2022 to say, let's have the event for all the Zambian chiefs. And um, it was a few months into developing that event for Zan- all the Zambian chiefs, which is a massive event. Uh, never have 288 chiefs of one nation been gathered for a gospel event. So that in and of itself was going to be a big deal. And as many of you uh, know, His Royal Chief Chipepa, who shared this stage uh, some years ago when we came through, uh, he is the one that pulled me aside and said, Jacob, this is not meant to be just for Zambia. It's meant to be for all of Africa. I remember when you told me about that. And I'm thinking, this is a crazy idea, you know, like they're going to try to gather all the royalty of an entire continent, 55 countries under one roof. And, 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 Chief and it was impossible. It, was, there, it, it didn't it, make it any was sense. Impossible. It made no sense. It, it, we sat down, and, and yet that's the fun thing about the Word of God and the kingdom of God is that you're an ambassador of Christ now, which means the only way that you get to actually draw upon and, 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 and test His Word is by attempting the impossible. If you never attempt the impossible, how are you ever going to know He's faithful to His Word? If you never attempt to push outside of the realm of comfort and norm and whatever your norm and whatever your standard has been set, to attempt to walk in the standard of heaven, which is very much available to you, if you never try it, you never know. And it was one of those opportunities where we said, well, the favor of God has been on us. It's been by his grace. It's been by his spirit. All this has been established. Let's try and gather the, 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 the African continent of traditional leadership and We knew if they all said yes and they all came, the repercussion would be for the next 10 years, our velocity is set. For the next 10 years, every door in Africa is blown open. For the next 10 years, we have nations that are historically closed because of Islam, because of war, you know, nations like Somalia where you cannot get into Somalia we're going there this year. We'll be there. We'll be on the ground. The, the, wait, wait, wait. The Under the authority set. of the king on top of that. And it's because of the invitation of a king. <laughs> and a king who's Jeez. saying not only come and visit and hang out, but how do we strategize and say, okay, this, this nation, and I'll, I'll try not to use names anymore because I'm not supposed to with all the social media and everything. But, but it's so juicy. But it's important to know some of these, some of these locations you know, the reality is we're, we're talking about how do we strategize to bring peace to nations that have never known peace. Mm. And it's not going to come by $50 million. It's not going to come because some level of finance has been thrown at it. It's, it's going to come because the name of Jesus Christ is lifted up. And Jesus said, when I'm lifted up, I will draw them in unto yeah, me. And he does. We and, saw it happen. And we see it happen. See it's, it happen. it's how the event happened. It's, it's because individuals were willing to die to themselves and let Jesus Christ reign supreme in them unto traditional leaders and others witnessing the resurrection life of Jesus in humanity and saying, if that's available to you, why isn't it available to me? And I say, no, it is. It is very much available to you. Um, and, and here we are. You know, we're looking at this year running into 10 nations we've never been in uh, in Africa. Um, that's in addition to the, the 20 plus nations that we're currently championing the work throughout, uh, I think next month we'll be in South America and the Amazon 
um, Southeast Asia. We've, uh, things are blowing open in the Middle East. This is, this is all in addition to the beautiful work that's happening with our teams, like Lauren, um, working in these sectors, building the kingdom of heaven. But right now, there is an unbelievably historic and unique thing happening with traditional leaders in Africa. And the reason it's so unbelievable is because those leaders represent millions, millions who have never heard the gospel. Man. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no. Go ahead. Well, I mean, the doors of Africa have been blown wide open. I've, I've mentioned that to the group and some of the names that he has mentioned and even some that he hasn't men- mentioned have historically been closed nations to the gospel. It doesn't mean that there weren't missionaries there. There, there have been, but they've had to, for lack of a better term, come in under the cover of night and just kind of move in amongst the people. And the miracle of what God continues to do, for whatever reason, he has appointed Overland for this purpose. Um, The doors of Africa have been blown wide open. They're coming into these nations that have been historically closed to the gospel, now under the authority of the king of the country to come share the gospel with their people, to talk strategy with their people. It's extraordinary what's happening. And like, just so you know, like we, as a church, like we really take time in vetting any of our mission partners because we want to be a part of some of the most significant gospel movements around the world to see the gospel of Jesus Christ saturate the whole earth as the knowledge of the glory of God uh, will we'll cover the, the sea. That totally butchered that. But Habakkuk and Isaiah said the knowledge of the glory of God will saturate the whole earth as the waters cover the sea. We believe it. We see it. We partner with teams that are doing that around the world. And, um, but their strategy isn't show up, throw a crusade, show the Jesus film, have people fill out decision cards, come back and show us Americans how many people gave their life to Christ after showing the movie. They actually, what, what's the strategy? Jesse, you're, you're a little better with that. I asked him in the last service and he ruined it, kind of like I did the Habakkuk verse. I butchered verse. it bad. But He's, the strategy is and I made substantial the strategy, which is and a problem. It's, it's sustainable. Like we... we we only partner with sustainable ministries, right. and this is... So the strategy, the stra- our four-part strategy, and, and really there's an addendum of a five-part on it, is the pioneering, uh, because to actually get to new nations, you have to go to new nations and figure out what it looks like to be there. That's very practical. It means how do you get yourself around? How do you get in? What, is, what does it look like to live there? What does it look like to acquire land? What does it look like to license your ministry there? So the pioneering aspect, the evangelism aspect. So when we're talking about Lauren Hill, your missionary from GBC who is working with Overland Missions in one of our most remote locations in Northwest Zambia, experiencing amazing favor of God and, and revival right now. She's an example of a missionary who's walking out that second and third pillar of evangelism and discipleship, face-to-face, one-on-one ministry and discipleship. We are not, our primary goal is not to put suit jackets on and be with the kings and queens of Africa because it's a little bit nicer there. It's not a glamorous opportunity, but our goal is to be with people from the top down, from the bottom up, and all the way around. So we're ministering under the mango tree in a king's palace, which a king's palace in Africa, just so you know, is is just a house. It's just called a palace. It's not actually a palace. And we're ministering for the pioneering aspect, the evangelism aspect, the discipleship effort, and then a leadership effort, which is including these, these leaders and also raising leaders up from under the mango tree, raising leaders up who you can look eye to eye and say, 
whatever the world has placed over you because you're from a rural village in Africa is not true of you once you belong to the King of Kings. All the storehouses of heaven, all the provision of heaven is now available to you because you carry the same Holy Spirit that I carry. And I have not come to give you a goat and say, I'm so sorry for your suffering. I'm so sorry you were born not in, you know, the great United States, but rather that we are the same and he is in you the same way that he is in me. And you have everything available to you to turn your nation around for the kingdom of heaven. And then we also have that sustainability aspect, which means that I don't come in with a humanitarian effort. I come in with the only effort that ever changes anything, which is the gospel gospel. of Jesus. However, we understand that people have needs and we want them to be able to go forth with their ministry, taking care of their families. And that's where things like agriculture and, and, you know, the other aspects of things that we're moving in to have a sustainable effort. So... Which is pretty interesting about the Overland strategy. It's backwards than a lot of mission strategies I'm familiar with. Most groups go in with humanitarian efforts with the hopes to be able to present the gospel to the people. You guys- Which is deceptive, uh, ultimately. Can, it can it be. It can be deceptive. It, especially if you don't close the deal exactly. with the gospel. You come to in and people, paint a house and leave. What to good the was people, that? It, you can present the gospel freely, even in Muslim nations, yeah. and people appreciate the clarity with which you're operating. And I think what we've seen is uh, the devil, he, he works with propaganda. So we go to nations and people tell us, well, you, you can't do that there. We say, okay, well, why? Well, you just can't do it there. We've just heard this, 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 this. You'll get kicked out. And you land in the nation and you do whatever you're not allowed to do. And you find people go, we've been waiting all of our lives to hear this message. (laughs) And we're so happy and we welcome you. And do you want to have permanency in our nation? And we're like, wait a minute. This is the very thing we were told would get us kicked out. And you're telling us that... The, the, the book of Acts Church that did it so radically, that did it so boldly, that did it so empowered by the Holy Spirit is available to us today to do as well, yeah. that signs, wonders, and miracles will come out of our lives because Christ himself is seated. It's no longer I, it's Christ. It's these, it's these tenets and principles that when you begin to step out on in your life, and we're talking about Africa right now, but we can talk about any of your neighborhoods, it's available to you. You can turn this community upside down for the glory of God. Yeah because of the investment that is finished in your life by Jesus Christ. Well, does that it's sound incredible. familiar? Hmm. Oh, been trying to tell y'all. Maybe had to bring a brother in from Africa for you to finally get it. Man. To be fair, we do get kicked out sometimes. I know, I know, I know. I remember when this joker called us sitting in a Congolese prison one night. Yeah. Doesn't always go, it doesn't always you know. go smoothly. But Jesus wasn't kidding when he told us in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. And and I think we think of that as, all right, God's going to give me the courage to share my faith with my friend. And yes, it starts there, but God just might use your life and your microscopic yes a million times over to to radically change a continent for the glory of God. Just because you were willing to give a million microscopic yes that Jesse talked about. About what you say last service, it struck me. I, I was saying how, you know, when your life is in the offering basket, when your entire, when all of your opinions and your rights and your personality and your preferences and your conveniences are in the offering basket before the Lord, that doesn't happen in a one-time altar service where you come to the altar and surrender. Praise God, those moments are so important. But what happens is it's a muscle memory that you develop over years and seasons and decades of saying, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that outside of my comfort zone. Yes, I'll do that even though it doesn't work for my schedule or work for my, for my convenience 
convenience or for my preferences. And after time, you develop a muscle memory that says yes, and God can do anything with somebody who's going to say yes when he puts something in yeah. their hands. Yeah. Amen. Hey, that'll preach. Oh, man. It makes me want to pray over us right now, so I'm going to do it real quick. Jesus, I ask that you would give the family of grace a muscle memory of yes, yes that we would just get comfortable and used to impulsive yeses to your Holy Spirit, yes, to trust you in whatever it is that you've called us to do, and trust you with all the power and all the whatever is needed to pull it off. I know that you can do greater things than even we can imagine through us in this community and throughout the heartland. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Uh, the doors of Africa have been flung wide open wide open right now. What's it going to take to, I mean, the doors are open. Um, the, the relationships are built. Things like that can drift. What, what's it going to take to walk through open doors as quickly, but as, as, um, I, as efficiently submitted to the Lord and not overreaching. What's it going to take to pull that off? Yeah. ASAP. You know, I, I actually was reminiscing a little bit in the first service, sitting down and, and, and standing during worship. I remember eight years ago when our family came here, and we were in a bit of a rough patch. I mean, we were exhausted. We were pretty sapped of energy. We had no finance. And this church surrounded us right here in the middle, and really, without us using beautiful verbiage, like struck covenant with us to like walk with us and believe God for what he was doing and, and the vision. Because at that time, a lot of it was vision. You know, we were, we were doing some things and we were talking about these kind of things that we believe God would one day do, but we weren't there yet. And um, eight years ago, you all as a church came behind us in a massive way, supporting us financially, encouragement. I mean, we've stayed so many nights at so many different homes. Um, and I sit back and look at eight years down the road and recognize you are as much a part of all of this as, as any of us, as, as, as Jesse and I, as, as the Overland Missions team, had we not had one particular body of believers come around us and say, we're going to walk with you through this, we're going to believe God with you through this, we would have never been able to do it. And, you know, that's on a corporate context. And here we are now, eight years down the road. Praise God, we're not, we're not in the same broken state of like, oh, we're, you know, without, we're going to die. You know, we're in a place going... Look at what God is doing, and it's almost like it's a bit of a call to say, hey, so, so many of you came on board and, and have walked alongside us, and we're indebted to you for that. I mean, truly, we are so thankful, grateful. Um, I mean, I see so many faces in this room of people that they, you changed our lives, and you allowed the kingdom to have a velocity in Africa that was unbelievable, and we're, it's like phase two. It's like we're sitting in front of phase two right now where suddenly no longer is it about shaking the nation of Zambia. We're talking about the continent of Africa. And we're dreaming up things that we would have never dreamed up before, like a 10-seater Cessna that we can fly around to get to these traditional leaders or to bring them to us, like a king center that we're going to build on our, on our grounds that will be a free-of-charge four-star boutique lodge for traditional leaders of Africa so they can come to us, sit down, and we can mediate conflict. We can do it on our turf. You know, why not? Mm -hmm. If the kingdom of heaven, if the resource of heaven is God himself, why not dream as big as, as, big as we can? And yet, the one, the, one of the major entities in our life, Jesse and I's life, that has given us 
velocity and the, the ability to run with all the vision we put forth has been Grace Bible Church. Yeah, we're grateful for that. We're grateful to be a part of the kingdom work throughout the nations. Grace, and I'm thankful for you. Y'all are the real deal. Um, let me speak some Americanese yep. real quick because you just talked about give Go us an it. airplane. Go for it. And over here on our side of the pond, um, when <laughs> ministry leaders start talking about wanting an airplane, we start getting hesitant mm -hmm. and start wondering what they have to benefit from this. Let me explain uh, even from Ansley and I's experience of what it takes to exist to do ministry to some of the most remote people groups in the world. Um, it, for, for Jake and Jesse or any of their team members from where they're located to be able to travel um, to meet with some of these kings and queens, while from a 10-seater Cessna perspective, it may be a two-hour flight to get there. But because that's not an option, Sometimes it takes multiple days of stringing flights together to be able to get to a place to have a three-hour conversation. The expense is extraordinary and is expensive on their time as a family. Jessie would love to have her husband at home for dinner. Every once in a while. As often as possible. But their whole team is stretched so far trying to reach these remote people groups, it makes it very difficult to travel. So like I, I, I want you to know Ansley and I are joining with them and believing that God is gonna give them an airplane, they and their team an airplane, because unlike some ministry leaders around the world, they actually need one to further the kingdom of God right where God has planted them. So if you got a 10 or 12 seat Cessna, or if you wanna buy one, holla at your boy, all right? Some of y'all could stroke a check for an airplane right now and not even miss lunch today. I probably wouldn't be able to eat the rest of my life. I mean, uh, what, what else would it take? Because you guys naturally being, a, you're, you're kind of the global leaders of all that God is doing through Overland. So y'all have to be real involved in a lot of things as you're fanning the flame of what God is doing through your teams. What would it take? What's it gonna take for you guys to be yeah. able to do what it is that you need to do to keep moving this thing yeah. forward? And I mean, I'm, I mentioned the airplane thing, just so you know, we're believing God for big things. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's given us velocity for all these years has been faithful people partnered with us every month, giving what they can. At five bucks a month. 20 bucks, 50 yep. bucks, 100 Whatever bucks, 200 bucks, five bucks. And, and I know sometimes it's like, man, I, this was the one part of missions that I was like, Lord, I will never do it. I don't want to talk about money. Well, you're terrible I'm gonna, at it. I was, I've always been terrible That's at why it. we brought you here so I could help you right. talk um, about it. Thank you, Jesus. But <laughs> all that to say, this year alone, we'll spend $40,000 on airfare going to these nations. Um, we have to raise it. We just have to believe God for it. I, it's already booked. All the, all, the, all the trips are booked. The kings are waiting. They're excited. And we're not trembling in fear. We just know God does it every time. Um, the better thing than having to raise 40000 a year would be to have an army of 100 people giving us 100 bucks every month and believe in God for 20 bucks. And, and that's, that army is the thing that we're constantly building. It has come, 50% of our army is Grace Bible. And so I, I'd, love to, I'd love to just put it out there. If you've never experienced the privilege and the, and the excitement of sowing into world missions, we are good seed in the soil. Our family is doing the thing. Our elders affirm that, that um, you guys are... are May, you use the resources God has given you to further his kingdom. Yeah. They live an extra, extraordinarily modest life. It's, they are, exist to build the kingdom as a family. You know? and, and we need people to join us. We well, need people to you join mind if I team. speak to that for a second? Sure. I, I, week after week, I'm up here banging the drum to our church family, wanting to call you to think missionally right wherever you live, work, learn, and play. Our whole elder team has done that. 
And, and while that is, the, that is the call on all of our lives, there's probably some of you that feel a call to the nations and you just didn't know what to do next because that's a big yes and that's very scary and that's giving up on the comforts and really laying yourself into the joy box. Uh, the offering, thank you three of y'all listening, that's good. Um, but but I, I wanna call out as your pastor, while we have some of our mission partners with us, I wanna call out to those of you that feel the prompting of God in your life to link arms for kingdom ministry in the nations. Um, the opportunities that God has laid in front of Overland far exceeds their grasp right now, which is beautiful. So resources as a part of it, people that have the calling of God on their lives to be an equipper, equipper and a disciple maker under a mango tree is also part of the call. And I would imagine that in this room and definitely as many people as are gonna participate in this conversation this week, and I imagine that there is multiple of you that feel the call of God on your life too, to step into the faithfulness of being a missionary with Overland. Talk to Jake and Jesse before you leave today. Talk to Lauren, the pink hair girl running around. She's the one that's in Mooney Lunga in the middle of nowhere. Um, uh, talk to one of our pastors or elders. We wanna get you connected with that. And go ahead, Jess. A lot of people say things come up to us all the time. They say, I've always wanted to go. I've always been interested in missions. I've always been. And, and I have to tell you, I don't have the most beautiful response when people say that because I have a QR code <laughs> that you could follow and come to the mission field. It is not difficult. You know, it is not a, it is yeah. not a, a process that is like fraught with confusion and, and what's next. I mean, you want to give, we have an opportunity for you to give. You want to come on a short-term trip, I can send you a link for that. You want to come to our missions training school for three months, a funnel to be a full-time staff member and missionary with Overland Missions. I can send you information for that. It's very simple. It's very easy. There's a path already laid out. That's what we're doing is making paths available so that the laborers have an opportunity and a path made for them to get to the people. It's not a mysterious thing. We don't have to fast and pray about it because we know what the word says about going mm -hmm. and that it's it's rather you should ask the Lord to stop you. And if he stops you, then you can go in another direction. Rather, come and talk to us. We can get you on the field. Amen. We're all called to go. It's just a question of where. We're not asking God, should I go? We're asking God, where do you want me to go? To my T-ball team or to Zambia? What's it going to be? Uh, and just so you know, Grace, like we're seeing the miracle of God at work in Overland. And you just saw a video of that through King of Kings and our conversation. But the, the miracle of God is at work right here in our community as the spirit of God has just worked through you, Grace Bible, yet again, to do remarkable things right here in our community. Continue to trust him, continue to lean into that as we get to enjoy the very presence of the power of God at work among us. Just last Saturday, we gathered together in what was a historic event for us, for the first time as far as I know ever, that the incarcerated church and the free church have gathered together at the fence to worship God together, and it was remarkable. Um, just in case you weren't able to make it, we wanted to show you this video just to give you a glimpse of what God is doing to encourage you for what God wants to do through your life and your story right here in your own backyard. Check it out. <laughs> 